When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. It's Friday, Tony. The end of another great week of hosting with you. Tony Kornheiser, you weren't even here yesterday. You weren't here. Oh. What are you talking oh. about? Oh, yeah. Where are you today? Well, Where are you? I'm in Chicago today. Ball night, Purdue. Number one okay, Purdue so in Evanston. That's your play third Northwest. city this week. Do you have well, you know, I reservations? Stuff. I was with the five-time champion Hall of you. Famer Magic Johnson yesterday. I got stuff. Yeah, I got stuff in the world. Uh, yeah, so do I, but it's mostly in my house. <laughs> Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Oregon and Washington meet tonight. Nick Saban says it would be a disrespect to keep the SEC out of the playoff. And Tiger Woods has ups and downs. But we begin today with the Dallas Cowboys beating Seattle last night 41-35. It was a very entertaining, offensive-minded game. There were no punts for only the fifth time since 1960 in an NFL game. Wilbon, did the results answer any questions you may have had about the Cowboys? Not a single one. No, because my questions about the Cowboys can't be answered in late November and early December or even mid-December or even late December. They can't. I don't have any questions about the Cowboys in the regular season. It might have opened up a question about the defense and what happened to that great yeah. defense, not Michael Parsons, but the rest of it. But, Tony, I don't have yeah. any questions about the Cowboys. This, we, this isn't that show where we dissect every single thing the Cowboys have done for the last 60 years and decide here's what's going to happen tomorrow. I want to know what's going to happen to the Cowboys, the Cowboys in the playoffs. That's where they can yeah. answer my questions. I realize they beat a pretty good team in Seattle last night. A pretty good team. Seattle's 500. Let's I, not go crazy. I disagree. You know? I disagree. You think Seattle's really good at 6-6? Six and six? No. I, no, no. When you're done, just tell me, and, and I'll go. I mean, look, I, didn't, I don't think it told us much at all about Dallas last night. They beat yeah. a faltering team. They won yeah. at home by five points when they were favored by nine points. Seattle hasn't scored much lately, and as you said, they got 35 against a supposedly good defense. So, no, it doesn't, you know, here, and here we are again, Mike. Seattle is now 6-6, six and six, having lost three in a row and four out of five. So, once again, if you look at the standings, Dallas has not beaten a team with a record over 500. The composite record of the teams that Dallas has beaten is 34-69. and 69. Now, if you want to take something out of this as a Dallas fan, take this. You won, and your quarterback played really well again. In the last seven games, Dak Prescott has 21 touchdowns and only two interceptions. He's playing as well as anybody in the league with a possible he exception is. of Jalen Hurts. But here's what they've got coming up. Here's where we're going to know more about them. They've got the Eagles. They've got the Bills. They've got the Dolphins. They've got the Lions. So after those, maybe we'll have a better line on them. No, yeah, we won't. We'll get a line on them in the playoffs. They've done this in the regular season. By the way, you're right about Dak. Dak and Micah Parsons could be the best on offense and defense in the league. They could have those two guys, the defensive player of the year, they could, and Parsons and Tony. Dak Prescott, like you just said, 
is playing as well yeah, as any quarterback, I think, better than Hurts. Except Jalen Hurts. Except Jalen Maybe. I mean, Jalen Hurts has like 10 interceptions this season, so I'm not going to hurt. He's got a lot of rushing okay. touchdowns. But Dak Prescott yeah. could be the MVP. He could Prescott could be that. And Parsons could definitely be the defensive player of the year. So the Cowboys have that going for him. But those individual honors don't answer the questions for me about the Cowboys. Can they right. win in the playoffs is all, all the answering they have to do. The big-time college conference championship games kick off tonight with the Pac-12 title matchup between number five Oregon and number three Washington. Storylines abound. Two top five teams meet with a playoff berth at stake. Oregon is favored despite losing to Washington earlier this season. Washington is trying to stay unbeaten. Two quarterbacks are trying to burnish their Heisman cases. And it looks like the last football game in Pac-12 history. So which of those storylines or any other right in are you most interested in? Well, I think you have to consider first the historical aspect of this. The Pac-12 is going away. I believe this is it completely for the Pac-12. This is the self-styled conference of champions. You had UCLA in basketball and USC in football. You had Arizona in basketball. You had Oregon in football. And, and now, you know, you're not, you're not going to have it anymore, right? So that, to me, is extraordinarily important from a historical point of view. But they're going out with a bang. As you said, they got two top five teams. I'm trying to figure out why Oregon is a nine and a half point favorite over Washington when Washington beat them this year. I understand the comparative numbers, Mike, that on, on schools where the, both teams played. So yeah. Washington has averaged wins by seven and Oregon has averaged wins by 27. And you know what that makes me feel, Mike? It makes me feel like it would be great in the Pac-12's last year to have an unbeaten team in the playoffs. And it's got me rooting for Washington to mm. beat Oregon to prove that it wasn't a fluke by any means. You know, so, I mean, that, that, I want to see this game. I do. I think yeah. it's a really good game. I, 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 I want to see it as well, Tony. And I, 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 I won't see it because I'll be watching courtside in a basketball game tonight, so I won't see it live. But, Tony, I, I'm with you, and the historical co context of it is pretty cool. And, and as a person who now, for the last 20 years, has spent a chunk of his life in Arizona, seeing the Pac-12 teams come through. And, oh, I could go to Arizona State and watch, you know, an Arizona-Arizona State game or UCLA. And, and so, you know, college sports to me, I mean, getting rid of these conferences and just having two conferences, essentially, the, the Big Ten, even though that's my primary life, and the SEC, that's not good enough for me. It ruins college sports for me and not having the Pac-12 like, as you and I have known it. Here's, it. Look, I'm not going to be able to stay up to see the end of the game, but I would like to for this reason. I want to see the commissioner of the Pac-12, the guy who sent the whole thing down the tubes, hand over a trophy to someone that's going to be in the Big Ten next year because there's no <laughs> yeah, more. Good. There's no more Pac-12. Okay, By and I can't help but wonder, Mike, I can't help but wonder if the Pac-12 was as good last year as this year if this yeah. would have happened. I'm Tony, not certain. I think, this was, I think this was coming anyway because of the, 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 the economic forces and other things. But let me just say this. The eye test is what – Tony, you can't watch Oregon and Washington, and you've watched a lot of college football these last few years after not growing up That's a college right. football guy. Very proud of you. That's right. You can't watch as much college football as you watch and not think Oregon is better than Washington. You have to. We'll see. 
You do. I'm, I'm just saying it forces me to root for Washington and an undefeated yeah. team in the okay. Pac-12s last year. We'll stay All in right. college football right now. Alabama coach Nick Saban, who has won seven national championships, says it will be, quote, a disrespect to the SEC if there isn't an SEC representation, unquote, in the college football playoffs. Wilbon, do you agree with that? No. No, because if, and I'll just give you one condition. There's only one condition I care about that could actually happen. If Texas and Alabama end up in a situation where we're talking about tiebreaker, there's only one tiebreaker that matters to me in my life following sports, and that's head-to-head. I don't care how early it was. It's a college football season, which is only 13 games long, 14 if you get to the playoff. No, no, Texas beat Alabama by double digits in Alabama. So, no, I'm sorry. Alabama cannot go in over Texas if they each have a loss. So if Texas wins and Alabama beats Georgia, I mean, I think they'll both maybe get in. Maybe they could. But if you have to choose between them, Tony, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Texas gets the nod over Alabama. I wouldn't use the word disrespect. I mean, I I, I just – to me, it's not disrespect what's going on now because, as you say, Alabama has this Texas problem. If Alabama wins and Texas wins, they are both conference champions. They are both one-loss conference champions. And as you say, one beat the other and beat the other at the other guy's house. So they've got to go in. I can make the case, and I can make the case, that if Florida State, Washington, and Michigan are undefeated, then the fourth spot would go to Texas. But I have to be honest with you, Mike. I always simply assumed that if Alabama beat Georgia, Alabama would get in because they would have beaten the number one team in the country. And I always assumed that the committee would bring Georgia in anyway to defend two straight national championships. And now I can see how that's not going to happen. Not only that, but the SEC, Mike, they've won the last four championships and five of the last six. So I would be, I won't use disrespect, but I would be stunned. Now, you can solve this problem pretty easily if Georgia beats Alabama. And the only problem with that is that Nick Saban has never been beaten by Kirby Smart in the SEC championship game. Other games, not in that. Here's the problem. Here's a bigger problem. This is not lifetime achievement. This is sports. It's what have you done for me in the last 40 minutes. That's the deal. I don't want to hear about lifetime achievement or what the SEC was. I don't want to hear that. Somebody better win that. If Georgia wins the game, we know the SEC is in the house. If not, hold on. Wait for the tiebreakers. That's right. All right, let's take a break. Coming up, what's the word for Sunday's matchup between the Niners and the Eagles? And how best to describe Tigers' second round at the Hero World Challenge. Again, I think Florida State is in some jeopardy. Their second-string quarterback's not going to yeah, play in this Yeah, they game. could just so flat they're out down the lose. third string. They could they, lose. Well, if they lose, they're out. Because they're one loss. They're out at that point. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action, live and in person, with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. 
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Grey Goose, part of Happy Hour. Time to get it on with Lexicon. What's first? Sunday's matchup between the 49ers and Eagles is blank. It's tantalizing. I think these are the two best teams in the NFL. San Francisco comes into this thing having won three in a row and not trailed in any one of those games even for a minute. And they come in as a a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road, which is an eyebrow-raising situation, Mike, because the other team, Philadelphia, is 10-1. and So I'm trying to figure out how that could be. And what I've come up with is, is that there's not a lot of jeopardy in this game for Philadelphia. They are two games ahead of San Francisco in the conference. They're a game and a half ahead of Dallas in the division. So they could actually lose and and not lose ground. And that's the only thing that I could think of here um, because they are 10-1. and And the other thing is they, you know, they played in a row. I think they played Buffalo, Kansas City, and Dallas. They trailed at the half in each one of those games and came on to win, which is very impressive. Maybe people feel they're due for a letdown, but I want to watch this game. Yeah, I don't I haven't come up with any justification as you have. And you know, I don't really ever care. I don't even know right. about the spreads. Half the time I learn of the spreads when you're screaming like a crazy man <laughs> between three and four o'clock on Sunday, saying, Can you believe these guys are six-point dogs? What, what, are you, what are you doing? So, but but I do notice in this case, because what is San Francisco doing traveling across the country to Philly? And people seen the Philly listen. Listen, I may get on I-95, but of the cities along I-95, and it's certainly Boston, New York, Washington, Philly, I'm not sure that in a tiebreaker I wouldn't take the Philly home crowd for passion and support in every case. Baseball, look at them, basketball. Yes, what's my word? My word is perplexing. Because okay. I don't know why these people are favored in Philadelphia. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't have the justification you do. Next. Tiger Woods should feel blank after his first two rounds at the Hero World Challenge. He should feel encouraged. Forget the score for a second. He just walked a course two days in a row and didn't drop out of the tournament. He was better today than yesterday by five shots. You don't see pictures of him in the brush like you did yesterday. You can't get the (laughs) ball out. He had five birdies today. Look, Mike, I don't think he's going to win this tournament. I don't actually think he's ever going to win a tournament again. 
But the world of golf is better when Tiger plays. You don't have Always. to consider Saudi Arabian money. You don't have to consider if John Rahm's going to go to live for $600 million. You don't have to consider how many people in positions of power Rory McIlroy hates because he feels that they used him in this whole thing. You don't have to worry about what Phil's doing next. You can just watch Tiger Woods. And even if he struggles, he's still fun to watch. He is, Tone, but the, in terms of the way Tiger defines it, Tiger should feel I after two rounds. And he sort of said that, you know, one of the coolest things, and you know this, because we've done it in person and most of it on television, but some of it in person, is to be there, sit there when Tiger dissects around his own. Because he, he points out things and he mentions things that are just, I mean, they're beyond genius. They're observations that someone else is not going to come up with. And Tiger talking about his own round, talking about the rust and mentally where he was, he, the bar, he sets the bar so high that relative to that, and that's what you always have to consider when you're talking about Tiger and golf, his own play, it, it's I. But it, it's all the things you point out is cool. It's always better to have Tiger than not have yeah, Tiger. It is. But he's it only going to feel I about those two rounds. Can I ask you a question? When was the last time you had five birdies? Because I'm thinking back, and I don't think I've ever had five birdies. Ever. Never. Five In a round? No. no. Of course not. <laughs> no. In a month. In a year. A year from <laughs> a me, maybe. Month, That's yes. the final word. A week. Let's take one last break. Still to come, the Pistons go 0 for November. That stinks. And LSU beats the top 10 team as Angel Reese returns. Yeah, five birdies, I take that. I'm going to take five birdies. Yeah. I got that. You see how big Tiger is? Big, how big yeah. is he? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Grey Goose. Vive la vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of happy hour. Happy time, people. Happy 75th birthday, George Foster. The Cincinnati slugger hit 52 home runs in 1977, his MVP year, when he batted 320 and drove in 149 Man. runs, oh, most goodness. in the majors. Those 52 home runs were the only time anyone in baseball hit 50 or more between 1966 and 1990. Those 52 home runs were not bettered until 1997, when Mark McGuire hit 58 and Ken Griffey Jr. hit 56. Foster came up with the Giants, was a part-time player behind Willie Mays and Bobby Bonds. His career took off after he was traded to the Reds in 1971. Foster played on two championship teams with the Big Red Machine, 
75 and 76, and was a five-time All-Star. He's in the Reds Hall of Fame, but not in Cooperstown. Wilbon, should he be? Tone, I, I, this borderline, I don't know that I would say he has to be, but you know what his reward is? He played on one of the great teams for a couple of for a few years of all time. You play with the big red machine. That's your Hall of Fame. That's it. Yeah. You're playing with Bench and Doggy and Griffey and Rose. Yeah. Come, I mean, you know, that's Morgan. he don't have to be yeah. in Cooperstown. Yeah. He doesn't. Yeah. Morgan, Joe yeah. Morgan, geez. Happy anniversary, 76ers. On this day, eight years ago, the Sixers ended the longest losing streak in the history of American major professional sports, beating the Lakers 103-91 to snap a 28-game skid. Uh, Sixers uh, lost their first 18 games that season, matching the record for the worst start in NBA history, and they had dropped their last 10 games at the end of the previous season. These Sixers went 10-72 and that season under coach Brett Brown. This was part of the infamous process that had to be trusted under GM Sam Hinkie. The best known players on that team were Nerlens Noel and Michael Carter-Williams. The Detroit Pistons have now lost 16 straight games, their franchise record in a single season. They can't catch that tone. I know they're minus 12 from that streak. Detroit's got good young players. They're coming along. We're going to look back on this. I think that team in a couple of years will be pretty good. But they can't get to 28, not getting that far. Speaking of losing streaks, happy trails to the Bulls losing streak. Uh. Alex Caruso hit a game-tying three at the end of regulation. Bulls beat the Bucks in overtime to avoid a sixth straight loss. Zach Levine sat this one out with a foot injury. He's going to miss three more games this coming week. DeMar DeRozan sat it out with an ankle sprain. Even without these leading scorers, the Bulls crafted their best performance of the season. They had a season-high 32 assists a season-high 14 steals, and eight players scored in double figures. DeRozan is in the last year of his contract. Levine has publicly voiced frustration with the losing, so maybe the Bulls can imagine how they'd look without these two, Mike. I can imagine it, particularly after last night, Tony. Those things you mentioned, you know, steals and sharing the ball, those are team traits. Okay, so those two, as terrific as their little era started out when they were the one seed a couple of years ago for, for a while, Time to trade them right now. That's what you would do. You would trade both of them now. Both. Both. Resources. Rebuild. I don't want to go through the process, but it's time for both to go. Zach Levine can fetch you something. DeMar DeRozan's contract is up. You don't want Levine's $170 million still hanging over you. They, no. No. They can be better without them. Apparently, it beat Milwaukee. By the way, there's some questions about the Bucks. I'm not sure about the Bucks yet. They're not Boston. They're not Philly. They might not even be Orlando. Not sure about Milwaukee yet. We're running out of show, and we go to the big finish. Angel Reese Let's do it. at 19-9 as LSU beat number nine Virginia Tech. Beat them pretty good. Are you impressed? Yeah, come on now. LSU, for all the stuff going on, it makes them even more must-watch. They are. Joe Flacco will start a quarterback for the Browns, the ancient Joe Flacco against the Rams. Your thoughts? Now, he's my age, but he's got a Super Bowl ring. If you're P.J. Walker, what is this saying to you? Rafael Nadal will return to tennis in January for an Aussie Open tune-up. You excited? He's 37. He hasn't played in a year since he had a hip flexor in the Aussie Open last year. I, I don't know about excited. I'm a little nervous because I love Nadal. Penn State will reportedly hire the offensive coordinator from Kansas. Is that a big deal? Can't hurt. Penn State has no offense. And this guy had Kansas 
two years in a row in like the two top years 10 or something like yeah. that. Last one, Sixers, Celtics, Nuggets, Suns tonight, which is more intriguing? Neither. Half the players, the stars aren't even playing or questionable. There's no specially colored court out there and no bogus championship to play for, so I guess they don't feel like it. We're out of time. Try and do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Have a great weekend, Knuckleheads. You can get the podcast on the ESPN 